You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, January 13th, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning Five and Change. Thursday means only one thing. The lovely and talented Steve Wiltfong, 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting, joins us. Steve, how are you this fine morning? Hey, good morning, Dan. You already sucked down a smoothie. The sun is shining. It's not windy in the Indianapolis suburbs. Sending this mild weather down I-70 through Dayton all the way to Columbus. And we will take it. It has been frigid. It is now something we can deal with, and we will do so. Lots of news to discuss on the coaching front. Ohio State has tweaked its schedule for next year. We're not going to talk about this too much, but they still open with Notre Dame. Some big games broken up there. There was a back-to-back against Michigan State, Penn State that got broken up. Definitely go check that out. We'll be doing a deep dive on that going forward. On the coaching front, there is news coming in fast and furious. Ohio State actually added a coach this morning. We'll get to that. First, we all know they hired Justin Fry out of UCLA to take over the offensive line. Greg Stadrawa, gone after six seasons. You know a lot about Justin Fry based on his home state. What is Ohio State getting in its new offensive line coach? Well, they're getting a hard-nosed Dude from the Midwest, the Hoosier State, Elwood, Indiana, Justin Fry. So you guys know I'm partial to guys from Indiana, uh, and, and you guys are, are are getting a good one here. And Justin Fry, who obviously, as you guys have read, has a terrific reputation in this industry as a football coach, a hard-nosed guy uh, that has particularly orchestrated some of the best rush attacks in college football for several years. And, uh, um, you know, it's from, from a recruiting standpoint, um, he hasn't had a logo on his golf shirt like the one he's about to have uh, at Ohio State, but he's a he's a good guy, an engaging guy, has a good personality. He's going to do a good job recruiting Ohio State's top targets at previous jobs like Boston College and UCLA. Uh, he has landed some high-ranked guys, but I think a lot of that, those jobs have been an evaluating, evaluating and player development type uh, gig at Ohio State. You know, he's going to have a chance to recruit the best of the best. And I think, uh, you know, he'll be up for it. Obviously, you get great support from the Ohio State staff, no matter who you are, no matter what kind of recruiter you are. It's a a community effort on the trail. And Justin Fry will add to that with a good personality. We are excited about Justin Fry being part of the mix. I think the fact that he has got a history with Ryan Day hopefully will ease his transition. The breaking news Perry Eliano has joined from the Cincinnati staff. He coaches safeties. This is going to lead to a ton of Kerry Combs speculation, but you know Perry Eliano. We actually found this news out together, and you're impressed. Yeah, uh, he is a go-getter on the recruiting trail for sure. Re- uh, recruited J.Q. Hardaway, among others, to Cincinnati. Been a very successful coach, has a great reputation among his peers like Justin Fry. 
And he's a guy that's uh, uh, kind of had a blue collar coaching career to get to this point, And he's going to bring that mentality uh, to Ohio state. And uh, he's had been very integral in Cincinnati success and player development over the last two years in the secondary. They got a couple NFL guys, obviously the sauce Gardner, Kobe Bryant from Glenville. Uh, you know, they've, they've done a terrific job uh, within that program and, and, and Perry Eliano deserves this opportunity and he's going to do a great job. And, and he's a guy that loves getting after it on the recruiting trail and he doesn't just recruit defensive backs for Cincinnati. In fact, the, the tight end that's that's blowing up nationally right now, Danny Lewis from New Iberia, Louisiana. Now, Perry Eliano was the lead recruiter on him and had him committed to Cincinnati. So his recruiting chops aren't just designated to the secondary as well. He'll fit right in. Recruiting is important to him. Um, and uh, obviously, um, he's been one of the more successful defensive back coaches in the country the last two years as well. He has some knowledge of Ohio. A couple of years ago, he spent a couple of years at Bowling Green, but he's also a Texas native. Got a lot of experience in Texas, a lot of connections in Texas. He's a guy that you meet and it's memorable. And so he makes fast impressions on high school coaches, parents, and, and recruits. And we will see what this means about the aforementioned Kerry Combs. When I take a quick break, come back, talk more recruiting. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we are back. We're going to discuss recruiting and finishing off the class of 2022 here. We already have a commitment from Amari Abor, but there is rampant speculation the Texas native will ultimately flip out, most likely to the Longhorns. Have you heard as much? And what's your vibe on whether or not Omari Abor sticks in the class? Well, I know he wants to take other visits, or that's what he indicated when he announced his, his college decision at the Under Armour game. You know, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. The other name, I'm hesitant to even bring it up, Kristen Miller. Defensive tackle is down to Georgia and Ohio State. Can you tell me why the Georgia native wouldn't pick the defending national champions? I'm not saying he won't. I just think he has great interest in Ohio State. I think he likes Larry Johnson. He's been up to Columbus a couple times. He's a personality fit anywhere. He's got an electric personality, um, and uh, he's he's different. And so with that, he might do something different and, and, and leave the state. Now, he certainly could still end up at Georgia, has great relationships with their staff, has great relationships with the guys in their recruiting class, um, I just think Ohio State's done a good job and is another enticing opportunity for the young man. All right, speaking of Georgia, we'll finish with this. The Bulldogs finally broke through and won a national championship. Do you think this opens up the floodgates now for a bunch of different programs to get in there? This, does this mean that Alabama's chokehold and maybe Ohio State, Clemson's chokehold on college football is over? Or does this mean that Georgia has just entered the group. How do you see the national landscape developing from here? Well, I think that over the last couple of years, Georgia has been as talented as anybody. So it's not like they were new to the party or a flash in the pan this year. 
interesting. They've been to the playoff prior, had a lot of NFL draft picks. We've seen the recruiting. So it all led up to that. Uh, And even if they would have lost the game on Monday night, they were championship caliber, you know? And so that's what their program is. It's a championship caliber program and they're on the short list. They've been on the short list. Uh, you obviously Alabama's not going anywhere. Uh, they'll be the favorite to win it all next year. Ohio State's in the equation. Uh, Georgia will be very talented next year as well. And, uh, you know, you can never rule out schools that can just bounce back quickly on the recruiting trail and in the transfer portal, like in LSU, Uh, you know, Florida should be a powerhouse like that with the conference they play in and, and, and the brand that that represents. And so, um, you know, we'll see. I, I, I think the, the question that you're really asking is can some other programs make the next step? Can Notre Dame go from, uh, can Notre Dame recruit to a level to get two more wins at the end of the year? Can Michigan do that? Now, those are programs that are more, I view on the cusp where yeah. like Georgia was already, Georgia was already in the mix for me. I don't, you know, I, I know that they lost to Florida last year didn't have the end of the season that they or didn't have the year that they were anticipating two years ago. But I, I, I think that um, they were always a program that you considered a, a legit national title contender by the way that they were recruiting. Um, I, I think Notre Dame, Michigan, those are, you know, what I would have had Oklahoma in there if Lincoln Riley was still the coach. We'll see what happens with Brent Venables that were, that are the, and Michigan just entered that mix, obviously. But if you're like trying to get, now you're trying to find two more wins, right? You know, and so that's the, that's the, that's kind of the difference. So that's the levels. And, and, uh, um, you know, that second level is still pretty damn high in the, in the, uh, pecking order. Um, it's just that elite level is, man, it's hard to get into that group. And as Bucknutters know, and Georgia will find out it's hard to do it year after year after year. We are thankful that the Buckeyes are always in the hunt. We are thankful that Steve stopped by. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Take care, y'all. See you on the front row.